welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined, as always, by... Sam Townsend. With no domain, because this is a... Interim episode, interim episode, interim episode, interim episode. We can't say it's an emergency episode because it didn't come out on the day of release due to factors... Uh, beyond our control. Insurmountable factors beyond our control. But here we are with a quick interim, interim episode about the release of the new single, Eddie. What we think about it, what some of the ambassadors think about it. We're going to get a little bit of technical information. And general reflection. General reflection. Exactly, Sam. Exactly. So, uh, 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 by the way, he, he was a fantastic general. Oh, he <laughs> certainly was. I mean, key... Key to victory in many a uh, battle. Right, Eddie. Yes. We are. No, go- no. We're go- we, Sorry. We can't spend too long talking about general reflection. I'm not called Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sam. You are called Sam, though, surely. Well, respond to me. Can you call me by my name? Eddie. Yes. Right, okay. Let's chat a, bit, little bit, a little bit about Eddie. General feelings, first thoughts, and what we've seen from the fan community, what people seem to be thinking about this. Yes. Sam, what was your, what was your first thoughts on hearing my first Eddie or thoughts? Edward, I, 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 I in fact, tweeted out my, my f- very first thought. You did. Which you did. was, I've just been fucked in the ear by Eddie. Mm. No. I've just been fucked in the ears by Eddie. Right. What a frugasm. Indeed. Now, question is, uh, is a frugasm... You listening to Jean Frusciante and having an orgasm. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what is it then? It's just a just enjoying John. for enjoying John when he do- goes mental. But basically what that meant was I enjoyed it. Sure. Now, you said for tip of my tongue, ripper. Tipper is a ripper. Yes. Oh, yes. And for this, I... Slightly more unsavoury review for Eddie. Uh, well, yeah, but I say this. Eddie... Good luck with this. I thought about this. Eddie is ready... And it's far more than steady. He's done it. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to pull that off. It is far more than steady. It's a, certainly for me, it's a grower. Good. I really, really, really like this song now. In fact, I would say this is my probably my favourite of the single releases across the two new albums so far. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with that. Um, oh, well, I'd agree it's your favourite. Yeah, and what about you? It's also my favourite. And I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, excellent. I think generally... On the, the communities that we, that we may be part of... In which we mingle. It's gone down very, very well. Yes. I'm not surprised. It's gotten a minute, <laughs> minute and a half of John shredding at the end. So. Uh, that's right. Um, the question was raised by Potatoes, our friend uh, Red Hot Chili Potatoes. Yes. He said, how do people think it's going to translate live? Well, Now, I didn't reply to that because at the time I hadn't heard the song. No, and I, I didn't, didn't reply to it because I didn't see it. However, my first thought was about the frugasm. Mm-hmm. My second thought was, and this was echoed by JF himself, Jerry Fognisius. Right. Sorry, I thought you were talking about a different JF for a minute. Um, a friend of the podcast who we had the absolute pleasure of meeting in London. This is throw away your television style This is going to translate extremely well to the, to the live arena. It's going to be a legendary live track. It's going to get big at the end, isn't it? And well, what I- and that's that's part of what I like about the album version is it's it's very close to an album version of a live song. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it's live in the room. Yeah, 
it doesn't have a lot of overdubs, so that works in its favour. Going live. Going live, because you're not going to be hearing like you're losing what you're expecting to hear yeah. because you're used to the, the album, album yeah. version. Yeah. It has its slight detractors for me on album versions because it means that the song isn't necessarily as full as you might want it to be. Yes, but I think that's a, a, a purposeful production choice. Yeah, oh, definitely. In and that they've... It's a tribute to Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, sure. Uh, and I think they've they've laid it out as as a live performance-ish, in as much as that's that's how they wanted to, to pay the tribute. And that's, going forward, playing it live, it will be pretty much what you've got on the album. I think as well, it, the live-in-the-room feeling is highlighted by there's just a couple of moments where Flea isn't making a mistake or, mm. or, or bumming a note, per se. No. But it just, it just feels... It's just got that kind of edge. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that is, it's not scrappy. It's difficult to sum up. It's, There's it's only brilliant. one moment I, I noticed it for the first time in, in, in that listen. Right. Where it almost feels there's an empty moment. Right. Yeah. Um, and then and then flees flea gets back yeah. into it. It's only a second, if that. Now I have to say that wonderful bass ambassador, Mister Aidan Hampson, yes, has already tra- tabbed this and ha- had already had it done a couple of days ago. Yeah. Fantastic video to watch. Got blocked by YouTube. So thanks, YouTube. Oh, pardon me. Oh, good. <laughs> thanks, YouTube, for denying. Denying us this wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Well, denying everyone this wonderful opportunity. Yeah, in fact, we weren't denied because we've seen it. Okay. Let's We're, have a look at Aidan's notes first, shall we? Well, yeah. we have seen it. It's, it's, it's a fantastic watch. It is. And it's a play-along as well. So it's that songster, it's that songster vibe where you can listen to the song and it's played along... So you can see the phrasings. You can actually see what the phrasing yes, looks like rather than right. having to try to work it out yourself. And we just, I'll just say this. Aidan is a god. Seconded. Aidan says, or God says, yes. Eddie starts with interesting callbacks to the track, by the way. And this is, okay, before we go any further. Yeah, actually, what, I'm surprised we've got this far without mentioning What this. do we think about the fact that it, that it basically starts... Right, well, it starts exactly up. the same as, by the way, as it's the second bar of, by the way, as Aidan says, um, Flea's E and John C directly replicating the second bar of the song. I've come up with a theory. Go on. And I think this is going to be a, a positive thing going forward, in that they are going now to start all of their songs like this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reason that's good is in the live environment, you know when you, they start a song and you think, oh, it's going to be that. Now... Because all the songs start, start the like, same by, the, by way. the way. You, you have that extra jeopardy of what's it going to be. Oh, is it going to be by the way? Oh, no, it could be by the way. Yeah. But also, it could be anything else. Brilliant. So not songs so, they've already recorded, just yeah, moving no, forward. All, yeah, no, all of them. So they, they will now play all songs. So, for example, Don't Forget Me. Of course, or maybe ding 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 exactly so and it's gonna be brilliant because within that moment you can kind of play Red Hot Chili Peppers roulette with each other. Yeah, but don't shoot yourself. No, no. Oh no, it's Russian roulette, sorry. Yeah, yeah. This normal roulette's got no bullets. This is um this is a much safer version of roulette. It, it certainly is. Uh, and you, you could say, oh, it's going to be, it's going, oh, it's, it's 
Don't forget me. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be fantastic. It's that kind of thing. It's going to be. So I think that's what they're doing. They're transitioning into what will now be known as the By the Way era again, but it's completely different to the original By the Way era. Because it's not the By the Way era. It's not the By the Way era, but it is the By the Way era. Here's one that works nicely. Ding 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 ding. Dang, 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 Exactly, but they never play that line. So. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so Aiden says, um, however, after intro, he gets strong Zephyr song vibes from the track, particularly in Flea's playing. Flea spends much of the bass, uh, spends much of the song in the bass's mid-register and barely wrenches below the F found on the A string's eighth fret. This is very similar to his part on the Zephyr song, and the tune is in fact in the same key, A minor. Now, there's only one time when Flea uses a lower register on his bass, uh, and it's in the interlude in which he allows himself to go as low as A. So that's fifth fret on the, on the E string. Mm. Similar to the Zephyr song, maybe adding part of, of uh, By the Way to the beginning of the track is a knowing wink to how similar this track is from that era. Yes. Mm. Well, and so also, it's, 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 Aiden is agreeing with you. It's the second By the Way era. Exactly. And the video of the official audio is kind of Zephyr song video. So it's def- very much so, and and I think that's what makes this song so good is that it it has that air of familiarity, but also the air of familiar quality. Yeah, because this is this is not just a good song in taken in the unlimited love slash return of the dream canteen era. This is a great Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree so, with you. It's it's absolutely marvellous. And Flea is... I mean, a lot of people are saying it's Rashante's song. However, the stuff Flea is doing here is phenomenal. I love the way... I mean, Aidan's saying that it's, it's an arpeggio-based part, uses a lot of common tones, with the top note of each arpeggio being an E. And so you, that, you have that familiarity. Ding, 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 bam, bam. Bam, bam. Bam, bam. So you're having that repetition that's driving that, that, that groove into your head. Yeah. I love the way that he slides up into the into the root notes as he's changing chords. Um, so it's like um, that's cool. The relationship well. between the bass and the guitar within this song is it's superb, and the drums as well. Chad's yeah. absolutely powering this. Yeah, and I think you were you were the first to, to say this when they teased the minute. Or the the opening minute of the song earlier this week. Mm, it sounds like, by the way, <laughs> no, yeah, the Swans' contribution. It, it all comes together. They're all doing really good work here. There's, yeah. there's not, you know, the Swan sounds great. Well, I've got three or four nitpicks with this song, and one of them concerns the Swan. Okay, let's let's have it. And it's the first noise he makes. So instead of saying "Sailing the Sunset Strip," mm-hmm. he says. A sailing the sunset strip. Right. I know why he does it. Yeah, because it's easier to get into it. Yeah, it's a it's a variation on a on a vocal um, uh, scoop. It's a, so okay, okay. So it enables him to. It's easier. Basically. Is that for, is that is that um, terminology from your singing lessons? From my singing lesson days. The singing lesson. Era. I was a, a, an absolutely habitual scooper. Right. Because it enables you. It's to, basically it, bottling it. It, it, get, it. it gets you to the note you want to be at without having to start on. The, the note. note you want to be yeah. at. Exactly. And that's why he does it there. But to me, and I don't know whether this is the same for everyone, it sticks out like a sore thumb. I hadn't noticed it. 
And I wish he'd just said, sailing the sand, Sid. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's my first nitpick, okay. but it's minor. Okay. They're all minor. I've got one, I've got, I've got one thing that is Swan performance-based. Yeah, um, and, is it, and I wonder if it's the same thing yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. Go on, you say. Uh, mine is the delivery of the word, I think it's the word touch. Such a delicate touch. Yeah, I, d- I don't think he... It's not perfect. I don't like... I don't like that delivery. No, that's the very first thing. Uh, uh, after the very first thing I noticed, mm. that, no, was, that, was, that, was, that was the, the, the second very thing. second thing. I've now come to accept it. I don't think it's perfect, and I don't know why they didn't do it again. Maybe, well, he's I, it, it, maybe that's was, as good as he could do. It it. Would, yeah, and it would certainly surprise me if that this live in the room vibe extends to the Swan performing it live and then sticking it on the record. Yeah. So yeah, I know. So I think what you're saying is it's it's not perfect. Is that what you're saying? I, yes, and I don't like that delivery choice. Yeah, I think the Swan makes because in the second verse he does it differently. He doesn't do that continuation, that sort of three step down. So it, it doesn't become an issue the second time. But I know what you mean. It does stick out a little bit. So that's niggle two, but it's minor. Okay, so the, is that the, minor? Uh, major to minor. Is it major for you? Ocean liner. Yeah, but is it a major niggle? Nah, I mean, to be honest, this is a song where. It's not the swans part that is what is catching my ear. I keep, I have listened to this song a lot and tried to focus on the swan. Yeah. But every time, I, my ear keeps getting taken away by either Flea's fantastic driving yeah. performance, yeah. John's kind of John's open guitar, open guitar, like a single note guitar line, then great use of. Uh, great use of chords and and Chad being so propulsive, I can never yeah, yeah. get to the point where I'm focused on what the Swans are. No, and and saying it's John's song primarily comes from the fact that he's got these big solos. Hmm. But Flea and Chad are so propulsive in that mi- last minute and a half. Yeah, but this that, is this is the throw. This is the end, the live version the, of Throw Away Your Television that you were talking that yes. you were talking about. Sorry, who was JF? Yeah, um, it, you can imagine that live just getting. Slightly faster, louder, yeah. Yeah. bigger, as, yeah. as John oh. is out on the edge of the stage going crazy. And longer, perhaps, as well. Yeah. Or maybe not, though, because as I say, I think this is... They've laid this out as it will appear live. And that what right. they're saying is John is going to go mental. We've laid it out and we will play it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's niggle one and two. Oh, yeah. Niggle three is that I just feel the first guitar solo... Could have the, the transition into that solo could have been smoother. Yes, I, I agree. Actually, the first guitar solo is my favourite bit of guitar playing. Is my favourite part bit of lead guitar. Yeah. But you're right. As it comes out of the bridge, and it goes back into because it's it's playing the chorus bass line there. Yeah. And the transition, it's it's, it's very it's very strange because yeah. as you come out of the second, yeah, okay. So as you come out of the sec the first chorus back into the verses the first time round that works so beautifully well yeah as you, oh, as yeah, you exactly. come out of the bridge into the chorus line it it, it doesn't it doesn't work so well no no it doesn't and, it might and, be that first note choice from John yeah it could it could well actually the the way i would smooth it over and it's only slightly jolty but it's slightly jolty in a song that is otherwise as smooth as butter mm. so it does stick out the Swan's got the opportunity. I can't remember the exact lyric, um, but he's got the opportunity to kind of sm- cover it over with his delivery yeah. by going up into it. Um, I, I, I wish I could remember what it is now. But he starts to launch into the vocal 
and then comes down. Right. Okay. So there was a vocal delivery choice that could have just that could have covered that gap. The, the, yeah. The switch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Almost like you know when I'm when I'm recording my own stuff and I'm doing it piecemeal because I'm playing everything. Yeah. Always a good way to cover something. That kind of gap is always like a big crash cymbal yeah. or, ju- or, well, or a vocal delivery that just smooths, just ties you over, that takes the ear away from it. You know how well the swan can, can launch into a vocal like that as well? You know, into a guitar solo, he can, he can b- take you into the solo with, the, with his vocal. And he's done it on loads of songs and he does it loads live. So maybe he's... He thought, instead of doing that, which I would normally do, I'll do this, which is almost to do it, and then to drop down. Right, okay. But he should have done it. Maybe John... Maybe it's not John's fault. Maybe it's that choice by the swan to go, they have seen it all. I think it's a combination of things. Are we recording? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry, sorry, everyone. We just stopped to have a listen to that part of the song. Um, and also for me to clarify my own head that John is soloing over the chorus part of the song. Yeah. The beginning, the first part you hear of the song, basically. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can really see that happening live. We'll just wrap Aidan up. <laughs> not, uh, li- not literally. <laughs> of course. Uh, he says, uh, great to see Flea's continued progression, even after nearly 40 years of the band. Uh, Aidan's been spending a lot of time recently looking at early material, writing a bass transcription book that contains songs from the first four albums. He's a completely different player now with an abundance of new ideas and approaches and far less reliance on repetition. Long may it continue. Now, let's just give that book a quick plug. That is, I think, it, the best of the 80s. Yeah, the that, that, Chili Peppers. Go and check out Aidan's website. Yes, the best of the 80s. Best of the 1980s, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Best of the 80s. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Best of the 80s. Uh, superb stuff, superb stuff. We are lucky to, to know people who are willing to share things with us. It's, it's fantastic. Let's speak to, as uh, FPM said, fabulous Pete Moore, the shadowy Amos. Hmm. Mm, yeah. Initial thoughts, says Amos. Starts off by sounding by the way and then changes direction. He likes that. Okay. Prominent bass part, really great, playing by Flea, by Flea all the way through the song. John is great all through the song, lovely backing vocals and harmonising. Absolutely blinding guitar solo for the second half of this song. I'll have to chat about John's backing vocals. We haven't touched on the backing vocals yet. The song itself is a good rocker. Chad's doing a brilliant job of being Chad. Keeps it tight and hard all the way. However, AK's lyrics are the most cringy, almost embarrassing set of words I've heard from him in a long time. Some really poor and obvious rhyming. It's like he had a blank piece of paper with Eddie Van Halen in the middle, brainstormed it and wrote some lyrics, which ended up on the paper. David Lee, Flying V, Bit of a King, Bending the String, Delicate Touch, Does That Make Me Dutch, Bloody Hell. Um, so Interesting. However, Amos messaged me today and said, and Eddie has grown on me. He said it might grow on him, and it has. Um, still a bit twitchy about some of the lyrics, but I bloody love it, and I can accept them now. Great song. I have Eddie and Tipper in my tongue on repeat in the car, and really looking forward to the new album. Yeah, Eddie and Tipper, same as me. The ones I don't... I like least are, are in the bridge. Then I love the second half of that. I find the first half a little bit. Boom, oh boom, yeah, and it's got a nice drum roll from Chad. Boom. But it's got some very interesting chord choices, almost discordant chord yeah. choices in that. But then once it kicks into the second half, it's really funky. yeah. Well, when it, once it kicks in the second half, it sounds like death of the end of death of Martian. Yeah, um, which is fine because that's great. Yeah, but yeah. some really really interesting chord choices in the middle. 
as I say, almost discordant. Uh, those chords are, and once again, thanks to thanks to um, Ahamp. First one is a D minor uh, with an add nine. Second one is a C with an add four. So then you've got a B flat sharp fourth. Uh, so really quite interesting chords and interesting chord choices. Certainly, the first time I heard it, I thought, "Yikes! That's yeah. an interesting. Ch- that's an interesting choice." And I, I'm using. I'm putting "interesting" in parentheses. You are, and yeah, I agree. It's. It's. I love the second half. Not parentheses. So, sorry, speech mark, quotation marks. I love the second half so much of of the bridge. Right. That I actually think the cringe, the, the slight cringe, clunkiness of the first half. Adds adds to the quality of the second half, so I think overall it works very well as a whole. Yeah, I, I think it works well as a whole. It's just it, it's different choices to to that which you might expect. And I think the whole I think some of the songs on Unlimited Love have some really you know quite uh, abrasive changes, which you'd never see coming. This song I don't think yeah, does. I, I think all the changes work well and it flows very well nicely. this main bass line from flea which is the introduction line it's the chorus line it's the outro solo it's the solo line it's the outro solo line there's so much repetition it's the antithesis of what you see a lot on Un- unlimited love where there is quite quite harsh changes yeah yeah um just going to throw in the words from our drum ambassador and think about chad for a minute fine um mj Excuse magic me. johnson as we now call him yeah, uh, has he said, must be thrilled with that. He, he might be. He hasn't confirmed that he is thrilled. No. but He might be um, ambivalent. I don't think he'll be ambivalent. Either love it or hate it. I think he'll love it. Okay. Well, um, MJ, JJ. If he changes Fox, his stage name, he wouldn't do that, though, would he? I, unknown. But I well, must he, tell he, you what he wrote to me. He, but let me just clarify that he can't change his stage name to Magic Johnson because that will be confused with... Magic Johnson. Well, his stage name's Jack Fox. Is I've got a Jack Fox sticker. Yeah. I'm now touching and rubbing a Jack Fox sticker in the uh, Seinfeld format, which I love. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. Eddie is a classic case of Chad laying it down hard and solid so Flea and John can perfectly paint over the top. Yes. Chad is doing mostly the same thing with his hands throughout the song, apart from the half-tempo middle section, but changes up the kick drum pattern section to section. He's either being very clever and subtle in his changes or this track is just three guys at the top of their game playing their instruments in a room, feeling the vibe off one of each other, feeling the vibe off one another and jamming. I suspect it's the latter. Mm. I can sum up my feelings for this song in four words. John Anthony motherfucking Frusciante. Yes, indeed. Um, So let's have a quick chat about, about the solo well, no, and, let's, and, and can, can we first touch on the backing vocals? Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, go on. They're very low. Yeah, they're not loud enough, and they don't go on. And you can only hear them in the second chorus. Yeah. Once the guitar solo's finished... Yeah, they, are they slightly higher in the second chorus? No, I can't hear them at all. Right. I How th- do you know they're there, then? Oh, I, I'm not sure they are. <laughs> right, okay. I'm saying, uh, they, they come in, and they're superb. They're too low in the mix. Uh, on the first chorus, yeah. on the second chorus, when um, when that main kind of save the population uh, lead line is being played, but John's playing it with distortion. Yeah, that sounds fantastic from John, but it does in the in the sonic in the soundscape of the song. Yeah, I can't hear any backing vocals, so it feels like something's gone. I think they should have okay. added the distorted guitar plus maintaining. 
the vocals so that they're a bit more front and centre, the backing vocals. Yeah. Uh, I, Certainly not there in the, in the, when they go round again. I, no, no, no. In terms of when they are there, I feel quite positive about the decision-making because it's John doing his classic... Ours. Mm-hmm. Ours. And they are, they are more of a sort of layer... An underlying feature of the song, rather than what we're used to with his R's, which by the the way era, where they can be, you know, really prominent. Yeah, but I like that. Yeah, I do too. Because I like that. I like the way he says R. Yeah, I know, (laughs) I do. But I, I, I I think here they add a nice little layer, a little something for the ear, without being too prominent. So I actually think it's a reasonable decision to have them that low. They sound a bit overproduced as well, though. Um, and well, it's difficult to say because you can't really hear them. <laughs> That's true. But they do sound rather than like four takes, or it's done live. Yeah. It, it sounds slightly more like it's that um, I'm not in love effect or um, Starmy Kitten from Automatic for the People, right. yeah. where where you're recording a vocal mm. and then triggering it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it, it might not be. It's just it's, it's so. It's 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 a, it's certainly a, a contentious decision to have them that low. Yeah, yeah, I, I agreed. They should be they should be higher, and they should be there as the song should be building towards that solo. Yeah. And what I what I find with the song is coming straight in at that first solo. John's keeping that lead guitar sound going, and he's playing that. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Line yeah. sounds amazing when it's overdriven, when it's distorted. But then the second time they go around and, it, and the swan is still singing, basically a chorus, mm. a couple of things happen. John starts playing, John abandons that recognizable line mm. yeah. and just starts playing some lead stuff. Yeah. And the swan goes lower in the mix, I'm sure of it. Yes. And it all, and it just dips away a bit for me. Yeah. It's a really weird section it's of the song. It's a weird sensation. I'm not even, I don't even know if it, if it would if work it, better if they just didn't have that go-round and just went into the... Ju- yeah. Just sing the chorus twice, build it, put the backing vocals in, yeah. have John just maintain that, that, um, that is, lead line, yeah. and then go into the big solo. Yeah. Because it's odd. It is. It, there's something missing. It's not a deal breaker. No, it's not a deal breaker. And the more I listen to it, the more I get used to it. Yeah. And over time, I'm it, sure it won't be a big issue. It just and I was speaking to um, friend a friend of mine and a friend of yours and a friend of the podcast, mm. Mr. Scott Kempsey, S. Kemp, last night mm. about the production choices, and it was the first thing he said was, "What do you make of the production? What do you make of the decisions they've made?" And this was one of the points he made the point you you were just so eloquently making thank you it catches the ear but not necessarily in a good way yeah it's it's odd do do you get the sense that the swan's too low in the mix there it sounds like he's like backed off the mic or he's just been mixed lower yeah it's not building at that point but it's so it's such a minute discretion that it it, I'd rather it was either one or the other Mm. because you're left thinking is that is that more quiet did that happen yeah yeah Am I right in thinking that? And it distracts you from the overall quality of the song and that section of the song. So just touch briefly on some of the lyrics. Um, the line about um, hammers. Yes. What's the, what's the one say there? 
Uh, hammers in both my hands, such a delicate touch. Yeah, so I think... They say I'm from Amsterdam. Yeah, Does yes, that yeah. make me Dutch? Yes, exactly. I'm going to focus on the first part of that, the good part. <laughs> yes. Um, so Van Halen, known for his tapping techniques and double-handed, double-handed tapping as well. Yes. So hammers in both hands. Yeah, um, I think that's a lovely reference. Could be a reference to that, really clever. Delicate touch, obviously, his lightness of touch when he's playing the guitar. When he was employing those hammers. Employing those techniques. I don't really know enough about Van Halen overall to be able to make... To, I'm sure somebody will go through the song and say, here's all the references. That's right. Some of them spring out more, obviously, than others. Well, and that, that I don't know much about Van Halen either. Is, is this, they say I'm from Amsterdam, does that make me Dutch? Perhaps we should have looked this up before we started. Oh, that part I did. So it was Van Halen supposedly from Amsterdam? I'll answer you that, Sam. Because if he was, then I think it's fine. If he wasn't, then it's I'm, I'm back in Amos's camp, and it's just a bad... Just a load of nonsense. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen was born in Amsterdam, Netherlands, and Van Halen made their name playing LA's Sunset Strip. Right, right great. So sailing so, the Sunset Strip, I'm a bit of a king. Yeah. Granny would take a trip, I'll be bending strings. Fine. Got hammers in both hands, such delicate touch. touch. Great. Sound from Amsterdam. Now, the big question coming up, of course, is does that make Do, me Dutch? Well, I was thinking about this in the shower earlier. Oh, God, not in the shower again. Go I on. do a lot of thinking in the shower. Yes. Um, What's of course, your water bill like? Well, I, I think quickly. Right, fine. <laughs> so, I, I, initially I thought, that they say I'm from Amsterdam, does that make me Dutch? And I thought, well, yes, if you're from Amsterdam, you're Dutch. But then I thought, hang on a minute, what if you're born to two English parents who just happen to be in Amsterdam, and you were born there? You're not Dutch. So, my answer to that question is, no. Hmm. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, man. <laughs> okay, so John said a bit about, um, he said to uh, Total Guitar, I really love guitar players like Randy Rhodes and Lee Van Halen for the way that they can make the instrument explode through hand and whammy bar techniques. But, but he says, I also like the way... Sounds dangerous. People like Kurt Cobain can play it uh, without it being so much about technique. So what I like about John is he can appreciate all, type, all styles of guitar playing. Well, Certainly, we know that John is an absolute student. Oh, good, yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. Certainly the Van Halen style of playing is not my favourite, ironically, since you know, Betancourt style of playing is my favourite, and they're, they're not a million miles away. And, and do you think this sort of mega solo from John is, is a tip of the hat to... A tip of the tongue. Tip of the tongue. A tip of the hat to that kind of, you know, shredding 80s style. Well, I don't think... I mean, we know, John's, we know John does that anyway, so... Nicola, we'll go back to... Go back to... I'll talk into the microphone. We'll go back to Nicola Gagowski on YouTube, who is great for uh, lots of guitar videos, but lots of John Frusciante and Chili's stuff. Mm. After we'd just had our listen through before we started talking, I, I showed you him playing the first solo. You did. And you will notice a lot of tapping there. A lot of whammy bar stuff, obviously, which is... But John's basic style for this, well, for this, these sessions, Unlimited Love, Return on Dream Canting, seems to be a lot of feedback, a lot yes. of a lot of bar work, as we've said. Jesus, I mean, a lot yeah. of said he, you know, times were tough. Well, he had sold all his guitars and he needed to do some bar work. Yeah, yeah, and wonderful at serving cocktails. The great thing about bar work is it's a very social. Uh, way of earning money. It really is, yeah. The only downside, of course, is... is you, you could become a raging alcoholic. You, yeah, you could, mm. and many people do. Yes. Well, we both work behind the bar. 
We both work behind the bar and the evidence is clear. So, um, yeah, but John's technique, these, these couple of albums, big volume. You know, you can just see him stood by, that, by those banks of marshals. Lots of bar work, lots of feedback. Yes. Um, so his solos... So that first solo is great. There's a lot of held notes, a lot of bends. Yes. There's a lot of little licks where he's tapping... Ooh. Licking the bank, <laughs> licking the bank of marshals. Yeah. <laughs> little legs. Licking his bar. <laughs> um, so yes, oh, so, I'd love to see him do that live. So I love that first guitar solo. Yes, I love that first fa- fa- first guitar solo. If you're saying is he is it a tribute to the way that Van Halen played? Yeah, I guess it could be slightly because Van Halen also. I did a lot of bar, bar. work <laughs> yes. and was renowned for his tapping and was considered to be one of the innovators of, of the technique or certainly someone that brought it to prominence. Little licks? He, little, no, he did lots of big licks. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. The second solo goes to different places for me. It's a lot more of that kind of shred, some, some of that shredding technique yeah, that John does, just fast, more for repeated Shante. lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah, more kind of live Throw away your television, solo live at Slane style it, stuff. Yes, and that's where we've gone full circle. It is going to be a live classic. Yeah, I think you might be right there. I think you might be right. Yeah. Well, we better wrap this up because we're in danger of doing a full episode on edit. Uh, yes, well, let's, um, let's stop talking for a second. Let me find the photo that I need with the socials on. Uh, deep Dive Pod, we'll just uh, shout that out straight away. Absolutely. What's a network? We are part of that fantastic network, network Deep we Dive are. Podcast Network. Go and check them out on Twitter at deepdivepod.net. It's deep di- at deepdivepodnet. Yes, no dot. No, deepdivepodnet. Do check them out. So if you'd like to be part of this uh, podcast, go and check out the hosting site, bentownsendmusic.net. Uh, email in to become an ambassador. Don't actually have to do much, you just get sent a lovely ambassador badge. And uh, now you get one of our little flyers. We had yeah, how many of them have we got left? About 15,000. Really, though? About 1,000. <laughs> right, so plenty. Yes. Because we can always get more, can't we? We've still got the flyers. Yeah, I don't think we need to, but we can. Yeah. Uh, well, you say that, but the programme is really taken off. The programme has really taken off. And a, a lot of the ambassadors we, 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 we haven't received we have, them. We, we have just talked about wrapping this up. Wrapping this up. We'll want them at the AGM. Certainly. Yeah, so we'll I'll get that in the main episode. Right. Email in to become an ambassador, Ben Townsend Music at Hotmail.com. Uh, on... Oh, sorry, I didn't realise we were wrapping it up. Yes, you said we'd better wrap it up. Uh, I just thought you were doing this, this randomly. No, well, just randomly doing what we do at the end of every episode. I know, and then it dawned on me that you're doing what we do at the end. On Twitter, I'm at University RHCP. Sam, you are? I'm at Stack Townsend. I'm ferocious on Twitter. He certainly is, I can vouch for that. On Instagram, I'm universally speaking RHCP underscore pod. So that's all stuff podcast related. So thank you very much, everyone, for coming along and listening to our initial thoughts on Eddie. Obviously, when we do the kind of... Well, it's the deep, a deep dive. A deeper dive than that. That was pretty deep. <laughs> we'll do a deeper dive uh, on the song when we talk about Return to the Dream Canteen. 
We'll sum it up using my moniker. Yes. Eddie is ready, and it's far from steady. Quite right, but that is an incorrect uh, use of the term moniker. Well, I, I wasn't sure. Unless you're ref- talking about the name moniker. I didn't know what I was talking about. I just know that sometimes the word moniker can mean something other than being a name. Veronica. So I went for it. And it worked brilliantly. Okay, thanks, everyone. What is a moniker, then? It's a, a moniker is your, is your name or title. Oh, is it? So it's not what I said? No. What you said was like a catchphrase. Yeah, or what's Anyway, that? wrapping what? this up. What's that Japanese style? Goodbye, of- everyone. <laughs> we'll see you on the main episode next weekend. Goodbye. <laughs>